Gaming on the Frontier. This is Bruce. This is John. This is Trav. This is Breakman Z. Welcome to Gaming on the Frontier, your podcast of going out and busting out of everything you thought that we were about, because who's going to stop us now? <laughs> oh, so you make me do a joke now. If we're going to change, change things, I don't do jokes now. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Did you before, though? That's the thing. <laughs> right. Welcome to Gaming on the Frontier. Now, uh, if, if this is on your feed, you're might like, wait a second. That's not the same title as I recall. That's because we've decided that we're too big for just one game company. We're going to reach out and unfold our wings now and talk about everything having to do with gaming. It's big or small, near or far, new and 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 classic. If you have a topic that you have always wanted someone to talk about, then we'll see about it. We'll you know put it go go to our our various web pages, uh, which we will talk about at the end. But in the meantime, we have a brand new topic for a brand new era, and that topic is pretty incendiary. Why do video games make such lousy RPGs? You can literally rest next to an enemy. In most video games. I mean, the next room over, they've got, you know, something terrible. But you can just, as long as you haven't gone there yet, you can sit down and you can rest and get all your hit points back and, and do all kinds of stuff. And you're perfectly safe. And, yeah. and in some games, you can literally rest forever. And nothing will happen until you go, leave that room. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, or you... Or in some, like in GTA Five, you find a healing pack and bang, it heals back points. Or was it in Fallout? You pop a Nuka Cola or something. Right. Like that. But I'm talking about where the, the <sighs> fact is that there's a there's a monster in sight, but he doesn't see you, so mm -hmm. you can literally just stand there and rest, you know, and and eat your you know your protein bars or whatever and get your hit points back. You can see him. He can't see you apparently, you know. And well, and, I see. Okay, I've seen a couple of games. I haven't played, but I've seen a couple of games where that's not the case. <laughs> when, 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 if anything, if he can see you, it will attack you. So you have to be someplace where it can't see you. You have to be someplace safe, and you got to be someplace where others can't see you. Because if the other other critters can see you, then the big bad knows where you are. So there are games that, that that do away with the rest thing. You best have a healer on your team that go zumba 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 to heal you up. Otherwise, you're gonna get killed. Right. Well, I, I just say I see too many that are not yeah. that way. Where yeah. I mean, I'm, I literally played a game just this. I just finished it up yesterday. Where I literally know that there is a like to see a monster. He's literally standing there. Okay, and I'm and I'm saying, okay, I'm going to rest for eight hours because I'm down on power and hit points, <laughs> and it, it goes to black, comes back. I'm still standing there. Okay, let's go fight it now because I got full hit points and full power. 
Yeah, that does kind of uh, make the thing go, okay, I'm going to rest for eight hours. In that eight hours, the monster never even thinks to turn around and go, hey, why is that guy just standing there? Yeah. Oh, well, oh, let's fix that. Aren't I supposed to kill those guys? <laughs> stab, yeah. stab, stab. Or, they, or they'll chase you X far, and then they turn around and go back. Yeah. 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 Well, it, it, it's the instanite, and this is something. Uh, actually, was it? Uh, I was. I mentioned Minecraft. Someone came out with a mod that said, you know, I'm, I'm sick and tired of the fact that I go to sleep, but none of the things, none of the ongoing process, uh, you know, melting, smelting something or whatever, actually run those eight hours or whatever. So a guy came with a mod that actually sped time up. So that you know, you would the, the interval of sleep was the same. You know, you go to bed, it goes dark, and then you wake up. But he just ran the clock fast. Guess what happened? Mobs spawned everywhere. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, well, sure. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I went outside, and there was literally a hundred mobs just standing there waiting for me to come out. Yeah. Well, great. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. So yeah. It, it's not that you're going to sleep. You're doing the insta sleep. You know, that's what you know. You're basically you're doing the time jump. You're going right. from whatever to whatever, and now it's and there's and no timing is no no time happens in between. And if they were to do something like you said, you know, if you are actually are sleeping for eight hours, then they need to then then the monster comes along. You wake up. You're not where you were sleeping. You're now in a cage and over the lava pit. The monster's going. Why'd you go to sleep? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah I think that's great. Right you know, uh, and in most games where they have some kind of a, um, mm-hmm. uh, a resource management going on, uh, mm-hmm. they you know they have to you know have that happen. You know, oh yeah, in between. Otherwise. You know, it, it 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 really gets weird. You know, um, I was playing um, uh, Starpoint Gemini Two Warlords, which is a is is, is much like the Starpoint Gemini Two, but they've added in this whole empire building thing where you're mm-hmm. constantly trying to build up your area and build up your defenses because the people around you are going to come in and take your territory if you don't. No matter what I'm doing, you know, my uh, uh, gas collecting units are still going and and my ship building places are still building new ships because I'm going to need those guys. You know, it suffers from the thing I told you about before, though, which is that the the more powerful you make your your uh, your ships and such, the more powerful your opponents become. Yeah. So you never you know, you never until you actually reach the top level. You never actually get a real a, a real advantage over anybody except numerically. If you can build a lot of ships at the at the highest level you can do, then you have a big advantage over the people that are coming up against you. But uh, it's sometimes I'm like, well, you know, if I just stayed, you know, running around in this Corvette, then they the I wouldn't have to fight these giant capital ships all the time. Yeah, or yeah, yeah, that that's but that 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 uh, monster creep does happen in role playing games too. If you got yourself, I know, 20- I, I, we talked about this earlier yeah, yeah, in this podcast. Yeah, that's that right. Was, yeah, yeah, I thought yeah, that was a sorry. bad thing. Yeah, it is. And it is. I mean, of course, some games don't. You know, we don't have levels. No, but you have skills and you have uh, attributes. And yes, if you're a Savage Worlds player and you got you know. 
three of your three of your stats are twelve. Uh, one's twelve plus two, and you all and all and you got the half of your skills are uh, really high up. Yeah, you're going to be going against people who basically are better than you are, just so you can prove, you know, just because give you a challenge. And you, and and the the gymnastics that the GM has to go through to, to say, so why didn't these people show up first? You know, I mean, that's that's always the question, you know. So well, they've been doing all this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where where's the big bad? At least in Mario, Bowser is always as strong as Bowser's always going to be. He's never going to get any stronger, and he's always and he always will kick Mario's butt whenever he runs into him before they're ready for the final battle. But he never gets any weaker. He's always the same strength <laughs> every time you run into him. Uh, I just got done watching someone do a playthrough of the uh, Donkey Kong download for uh, uh, rabbits, Mar- uh, Mario rabbits, and yeah, the the big bad, the 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 um, rabbit Donkey Kong, really didn't get much more powerful. In fact, he was more powerful uh, in a previous encounter than he was in the final encounter. Just it just took a little bit longer to to, to do things. You know, it, it was more puzzle. It was more puzzle solving while being off a giant rabbit, uh, you know, rabbit gorilla than anything else. Uh, you know, keeping him back and keeping him from killing killing your people. But yeah, he was he any stronger than he was before? <clears throat> Only toward the very end, where he does his rage power up. But then you know, that's that's a common thing in video games. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's talk a, a little bit about um, the. Uh, uh, I'm going to use the word side quest, but it's in a, in a um, RPG. It basically a tabletop RPG. It's usually you deciding that you want to improve the life of somebody that you've run across. It mm-hmm. may be something the GM has planned. It may be something that comes up on the spot. Uh, it may just be your own personal interest that you want to do and want to proceed with. But in RPGs, you, there are unlimited ways to improve the lives of the NPCs around you. And mm-hmm. usually, uh, in in most games, you have lots of agency to do that. Uh, in video games, uh, they usually do that through side quests. Uh, and and I think that's a that's a... You know that's not a bad way of doing it. It's just that everybody needs a side quest. <laughs> if you uh, if it's really to be fair to anybody, because you know you run into somebody who's in a house, then they probably have a side quest that needs to be there for you to involve yourself with it because you're walking into their house, and you know they probably you know unless they're just there for you to kill or or something. Uh, they need to somehow interact with you in a meaningful way. And yeah. so I, I think the best ones do that. And uh, any comment on that, Trav? Okay, repeat the question one more time. Something came up here. Okay, <laughs> I'm saying is, is that in RPGs, there's unlimited, in tabletop RPGs, there's unlimited ways that you could improve the lives of the NPCs around you. But in most video games... Mm-hmm they don't really give you that much ability to do that. And when they do, it's usually through the form of side quests. Yeah, yeah. That, that, I mean, I don't know of any games, as it said, my video game knowledge is limited, but yeah, let's face it, the Chocobo race, I mean, that's more of an attention diverter. It's not like... As, now, I don't know, maybe they've done this. Oh, if you win the Chocobo race, the prize money will go to this NPC so they can keep their house. You know, it's like, 
I don't know if they're doing that. I've never played any of the Final Fantasy games. That'd be great. But yeah, you're just doing that Chocobo race as a distraction. Maybe you are stuck at a particular point of the game like, oh, I can't beat this particular mid-level boss. I'll go race Chocobos for a while, and then I'll come back to that later. That, to me, with my scant video game knowledge, that's pretty much all I see the side quests really are. It's a diversion because you're stuck at a particular... You, you've you um, plateaued. Well, okay, some side quests are rewards for for clever game, gameplay sometimes. Uh, yeah. The aforementioned Donkey Kong DL for uh, Mario Rabbits uh, had bunch of had bunch of little side quests. Their main purpose was to give you special weapons, right. uh, so you can get them. But they were puzzles, and you had to solve the puzzle. Uh, there's a lot of puzzle solving in that game. Uh, I will mention, though, Bruce, that, that not all side quests are for the improvement of other characters. The GM makes a comment about something or describes something a certain way, and the players latch onto that comment, and all of a sudden you find yourself running the adventure of the of the golden-haired lass, which you had no intention of running or even doing anything with, but they, the, the way you described the, the barmaid's daughter caught someone's attention and now you're doing an event now you're doing some sort of venture around her <laughs> right but so you're but you're doing it because either a you're just interested in or b you want to do something for her yeah and you can yeah. do that in, in in an rpg very very mm-hmm. simply it's yeah. it's it's much more complicated to do that sort of thing you know and that's why it would be great you know mm-hmm. and, and when you talk about these MMORRGs that's what i was hoping to happen that somebody would come up i i would be an MMORRG and someone would come up to me and say hey mister you know i'm uh, uh, i'm a you know I, I just came into town and and i'm wondering is there any adventuring to do and i know you know and i like okay look i know that i can because of my crafting level I can take iron and turn it into really good steel and sell that for 150 gold. I'll go and give this guy uh, a gold piece per chunk of iron he brings back for me. And he gets money. I get this. I get nice gold. I get a big jump that helps me at my level of play because I'm looking for more powerful, interesting things. And, And everybody wins. Yeah, and I mean, and that's something I have not seen happening in MMORGs, and I think it should be. Yeah, in many games, I think WoW was bad for this. Was that you meet the you meet the one guy, and the quest says to go kill kill the rats or kill the rabbits or yeah. whatever. Yeah. And, but his main purpose was to give you XP so you could level up. Right, and and yeah. I don't like that either for that purpose. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, that's grinding, and I don't like mm-hmm. grinding. Okay, yeah. I would much rather you know. Uh, I mean, I would much rather there be a good reason to do this rather than just, you know, this one yeah. person doing that. No. I mean, that, like I said, uh, so, someone's daughter, you know, wants you to find their daughter. Okay. Yeah. Now, you know, that's if that same NPC, every time you come into town, has that missing daughter wants <laughs> to hand you that quest again or hand or the next time you roll you bring a character into the game that daughter is missing again unless she's like a runaway and you know this and this is an abusive household <laughs> and there's a reason why she's running away all the time okay yeah. that's or, not good i don't i don't like that or, or she's that, been ki- kidnapped by the orcs or ki- or whatever you know it's like okay Lois Lane. her orc boyfriend is what she's doing <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you don't work. You never go back. Well, 
the problem with that is, and I can see that from the game from the game designer's point of view, is that okay, you're in a you're in a you're in a memorph- uh, what does Yahtzee call them? Memorphigas. You're in a memorphiga, and um, you're one of a hundred or a thousand. Guess what? She gets she goes missing every day. Because because you're not because it's not always you showing up there and we can't and we can't spend the time to keep track of you so you don't run into the issue of her being missing again, you know it's, it is a programming issue it is a, it is a, a uh, you know basically you know we have you know, we have to have a story and and when the new first level character comes along and this is the mission for them we want them to be able to have it we don't want the, it, we we hate to have the story progress because then it means we have to track it for all those thousand people on that server well so it's not that the, hard john i disagree mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. i mean you you know you, what you do is is it you know the, and they've already done it they have the little question mark or the little mm-hmm. you know glowing thing okay if you know that that the 10th yeah. level characters get ten, you know get 10th level quests okay and yeah. they're going to be here and there and, you know and and first level characters get first mm-hmm. level quests but yes. but you spread it around okay it's not going to be the same person with the same thing every time i mean somebody might need flour somebody might need coal somebody might need you know um just a, a big bag of yarn taken to somebody and they'll give you a few coppers. I mean, if that's, you know, if, if it's just you trying to make money, that's fair. That's what people do in real life. They go on yep. errands for people because they want to either a, they want to mm-hmm. learn, you know, get making alliances with people by doing things for them or mm-hmm. B they're trying to get money and, and, and items as a result of doing that. And the item is usually money, you know? So yeah, uh, that's fine. You know, and, and I have no, and if you're a weak person and mm-hmm. you can't fight the big boss, I would much rather them say, well, then you need to go after this legendary or talk to this legendary person who will train you in this legendary technique or something. There's something that makes sense from a dramatic standpoint rather mm-hmm. than just, well, you know, if you kill a thousand orcs, at the end of which there'll be a uh, uh, in this mm-hmm. cave, there'll be this big super sword at the end of it. Or mm-hmm. random magic item that may or may not help you, yeah. uh, and the, which you could then take use that to buff yourself with, and then go after them the uh, the guy that you're trying to take out. Okay, and I, 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 I agree. That's something you can, and that's something they can do because it, it's more or less putting cookies on your on on your character in your character save. They yeah. know where, where you've been, mm-hmm. but. What about you know? I, I I would actually like to be able to come back to that guy and his daughter find out. Oh no, she's getting married now. I need this help, and you have a story. Yes, that's being told. I totally agree with that. Yeah, I think things should progress. Yeah, yeah. And you and you and and yes, you're going to have to write a thousand stories, little mm-hmm. sto- little stories. Granted. Yeah. You know, and that's where you can leverage your fan base. I mean, if you give mm-hmm. them the tools to write these little quests, then you could just plug them into your into your game, you know, and get somebody uh, and, and and that's something else that they that are most RPGs do not do is that they do not provide enough of, you know, easy tools for fans to use in order to enhance the product. Well, part of the problem with that is is that depending, some do some let you mod to your heart's content. GTA encourages a lot of mod- modders. Yeah. Minecraft has a lot of modders, but so some does Fallout, and but some but some 
uh, say, okay, yeah, we 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 would love to have these lovely little things, but that means we would have to own them. And then yeah. all of a sudden, you start running into that issue: who owns that little? Who you know? Do they start giving you penny every time a person plays that game? No, you 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 basically you could either do it, you know, uh, straight up money that they can spend on the company store, mm-hmm. and, you, and you basically you become your work becomes work for hire if they yeah. accept it. Because yeah. not everyone's going to produce something that's good enough to be accepted. But I'm mm-hmm. just saying is if you have a fan base of 100,000 people and you make tools to let them to do, at least dot, you know design some simple quests that they can then take and plug into the AI you know, uh, you're using yeah. those tools, then you're leveraging your fan base and making it so much richer than it is right now where you only have what somebody was literally paid for a programmer, a writer to do in the game. Yeah, that yeah, I agree. But it it it, it can become a bit unwieldy because okay, so of that hundred thousand, say only a thousand are actually good with that. Uh, I'm already talking to people right now because it's in the games I play online uh, that I, you know they're already complaining about the fact that their computer really can't handle it, and these mods have to be loaded on either in their computer. Or portions of them have to be loaded in their computer for the, for these things to work because there's got to be a client side in many in many cases, yeah. and that cl- and that client side is going to eat up memory. And some folks ain't got the money to buy the Alienware uh, you know gaming computer that yeah. can handle it. Right, I, I understand that, John. So you yeah. know we're talking about modding. You know there yeah. are things there are things that, that that don't take a lot of power to do, and yes. scripting is one of the things that takes the least amount of power, but gives mm-hmm. the biggest payback because mm-hmm. it basically it creates more story. Yeah, and yeah, and there's ways of people coming up with little scripts that then you know, or at least uh, if not scripts. If we are, remember, we were talking about the Markov engines, you know, so, okay, here's the story, but we're not going to give the words. We're going to let the Markov engine generate the words for us. So the, so they always will be different, yeah. you know, when someone encounters that they will never be coming, you know, you will not be able to predict what they're going to just say. Well, not to, to any extent yeah. what the NPC is going to say, you know, it may even change the name. You know, you have a big list of names. So for, for you, her name is Sarah. For for Z man for Z I'm going to go Z man Z Z man's <laughs> different person altogether. For Z, her name's her name's Alice, you know, and she's in a different direction, and you know yeah. whatever because because the, the models are already there, right? The, 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 you know, and do it that way. But yeah, that would be uh, that would be possible. And also, I already know that it's horrendously computationally hard to do too. Uh, well, I mean, um, here's a game that if you if you haven't heard about it, it was it had so much promise and fell down so hard. No Man's Sky. Yeah. Uh, a lot of that rendering is not going on in, on your computer. That rendering is going on on the on some server out there. Okay, but the rendering you're talking about again is visual. Yes, but it does take it does take computing power to do it. Is it going to happen on you know? And yeah, because it's visual. Yeah, <laughs> and. and and if you're and if you're going to start putting things in different locations because you because you have a semi random uh, yeah. adventure generator, uh, oh. it starts becoming yeah yes you may have all the assets in place but it still takes computing power to reassemble them into a story and then run that story when the players run into it and it, it becomes a bit more computationally mm, 
it's harder to do if you're doing it on the fly than if you're, you know, procedurally than if it's yes. just uh, set. I, I, yes, all these, you know, these <clears throat> things do take a little bit more power, sure. You know, yeah. it's like uh, one of the ideas I had was that, you know, uh, where ever, all the NPCs are always saying the same thing. Well, what if you just, like, said, here's, here's a Bible, you know, uh, go to the website. And it says, here's, like, you know, 100,000 phrases uh, male and female that we would like people to say, you know, that, that we'd like in our game, just go ahead and read them and, 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 and record it in like windows wave file and mm-hmm. send it to us and we'll add it in, you know, we'll add it into the game. And, you know, yeah. you basically do it. You have to give you up the rights to it. You're just doing it for free. And that way now you have a hundred thousand, you know, you know, wave pieces. Okay. Now that's going to take up, some, uh, that's going to take up some space on your hard drive. Yeah. <laughs> or, or on the server or wherever, yeah, right. where, where it's get, going from. But as a player, you get to choose to, to do that. I mean, it's like we yeah. – I, I want to refresh. I want more stuff. Um, I play Fallout, and uh, I love having all the companions uh, in my group at the same time. And what happens is they run out of stuff to say until they're finally always saying the same thing to each other and to me. And I'm like, man, why couldn't they have just – you know, I'm willing to pay for DLCs. Why can't they release like a companion pack that has more dialogue, just more, you know, uh, idle talk and stuff, you know, just, yeah. just to make that part of it a little bit less tedious because I'm hearing yet once again, Oh, I really hate rad roaches. You know, I mean, we know, <laughs> yeah. we've heard it. We've, We've heard that you don't like rad roaches the last five thousand times. We right. get it. Why? It's, why can't we pay the original voice actor to to make additional make additional dialogue? I'm sure they'd like to get paid. I mean, make it a yeah. DLC, you know, and that people are mm-hmm. willing to pay for. I mean, yeah. you know, if, if the uh, or let the let the at voice actor actually, you know, allow them to choose to put out a DLC on their own. And, uh, you know, in which point, you know, which has to, of course, be approved, but and at which point they're taking all the risk because they're like, excuse say, I'm putting mm-hmm. this out there to see if anybody buys it. And nobody cares what, you know, the the big bad has to say because you only see them at the end, you know, then that's not going to work. But the ones that stick with you all the time, well, maybe you're going to get more stuff like that. Yeah. Maybe more lovey-dovey talk, you know, if you have, if you choose the, uh, um, you know, choose the romance option, things like that. I, I just wish a lot of times that they would just go the extra mile to just make more variety so that the illusion was maintained a little bit longer rather than it come crashing to a halt when I realized that they're just bots. Yeah. I think I mentioned No Man's Sky because one of the reasons I, it was so touted was that it was procedural, but but because the way they were doing the procedure, they were all based on seeds. And yeah. as long as you use the same seed, you, you always get the same world. You know, so you go so so it was easy to store the store the world. You just had this bank of seeds that would then generate the world. Mm-hmm. And you didn't have to have a majorly big, you know, uh, processing. But of course, to render that world takes takes power, which is why it was taking place on servers, you know, big big servers. But this next release they're doing, uh, the No Man's Sky Next, I'm 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 reading through a release on it right now. 
it is multiplayer, and that was what they really promised initially. Yes, it was. It was. It was multiplayer, but the other player was ten thousand light years away. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. We're multiplayer, but you'll never meet them. <laughs> it actually reminds you of uh, SPI's Outreach. Uh, it was a it was a board game where you're exploring the galaxy with other players, and as one reviewer said, and it's one of the most exciting solo multi solo player solo solo adventure ever written. <laughs> uh, there's no way. There's, you know, even if your ships were in the same hex, the hex was a thousand light years. There's no way you could ever, ever meet them in that hex. Uh, but anyway, but but or no at the very least the possibility of meeting someone was very 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 slim. Yeah, yeah, you didn't have dice that big. But anyway. Yeah. <laughs> But well, I'm talking the, not only about that, but also mm-hmm. in regards to No Man's Sky. Yes. Which yeah, has gotten better with uh, patches that they've released since launch. Yeah. And, and and they are and they are making it multiplayer, so you actually can form a team. You can travel together, either in your own ships or in one big ship. Uh, they're they're working on procedurally generating NPCs, right. which. Which means in future DLLs, they might be able to do what you're saying. Create NPCs who never repeat themselves. See, that's, actually, that, that, I think that'd be absolutely great. But let's, yeah. um, guys, once you like yeah. throw in, uh, what sort of, you know, uh, what kind of ways do, would you like to improve the lives of NPCs and video games that you currently don't feel like you, you, you really can? Mm. Mm-hmm. I'm... And well, I'm playing. Uh, I play a lot of Minecraft, and one of them, which is Millionaire, and it's where you're going to various villages and you're meeting people. And the, I'm in a Mayan village, and I basically want to help these folks build things, but unfortunately, uh, I still have yet to figure out how to raise my reputation up high enough to so they actually let me help them. But I would love to just simply go, hey, here, here. Here's an iron axe. Go, go, go! Chop that tree down, you know. And the game doesn't let you do that. The, the base of the mod I'm playing does not let you actually give somebody something uh, unless you have a good reputation. Uh, and there should be ways, just like you know, walk along and go here. Here's an axe, and you know, you know, do that bit from uh, Blazing Saddles where he, where they, where uh, where he was getting cakes, you know. <laughs> You know, yeah, but basically, you know, be able to do something like that. But the game doesn't let you do that. It's set up such that you have to do big things to get the little things. Okay. Z? Yeah, I kind of agree with John. It would be nice that, you know, if you wanted to improve the lives of some of the NPCs, you didn't have to make, like, a big show in order to improve your reputation. You know, like, do, do little things. Here and there, you know, try to build up their trust little by little, and then once you get a good enough reputation, then you can start doing some of the bigger stuff to get bigger rewards. You know, yeah. like as as he was saying in, in his Minecraft example, well, you know, just, just like here, here's an iron net. I still chopped down on that tree. It's like, oh, okay, thank you. Yeah, you get one reputation point. Yeah, like John, let him with some of the bigger stuff, you get like twenty points or something like that. I like that system. I like that where if you help out an NPC or interact, you get some other some other metric that will help you out in the game. 
Yeah, well, renown yeah. makes sense. It, 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 like, let's say you are interacting with a storekeeper or, you know, some, some other NPC. It might kick up your diplomacy skill or your barter skill or your research skill, you know, you interacting with other people to find out about, let's say, um, because I do remember on WoW, I did play WoW and EQ, so I mean, I did do those. Let's see, WoW, EQ, City of Heroes, dabbled with D&D Online, Storm Reach. So I mean, I have some MMORPG experience. And you didn't have anything for interacting with these NPCs. I remember that you would walk up to a guard, and I remember this in WoW, walk up to a guard and he would give you like two or three quests that you could do. There was no metric for interacting with that guard and finding out about said quest. Because you would have to talk to him, you know, if it were in a role-playing game. you say, okay, you know, what's kind of going on around here where, you know, a guy can get some money? You would have to make a diplomacy check in a role-playing game or, well, gather information, but yeah. So yeah, I think that would be neat. Interacting with the NPCs no matter how small, and it, you know, it's cumulative, let's say you interact with, like, five guards, three storekeepers, and a random passerby. You would build up diplomacy or barter or some charisma-based skill, and it's just like you're building up your other skills. You're crafting, you're fishing, your sword play, your magic, you know. That would be something I would like to see them do, because that stuff is important, too. Yeah. Now, some things you can do that would generate further story threads, like in GTA Five, you go into one of the uh, strip bars, strip clubs, and you start caning the girls' uh, cards with, the, with with numbers and addresses for uh, for women's shelters. <clears throat> some of them may take you up on that uh, on that thing. Of course, that would then get you in trouble with the guy who runs the business. Yeah. Never see that girl there again. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which which might be a good thing because then you say, well, there's an infinite number of girls wanting to be strippers, so that add more variety to the <laughs> yeah. strip club. You keep coming yeah. back, you keep moving the you keep moving the product <laughs> through the stock, as it were. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, oh, yeah. Gosh. but yeah, that yeah. sounds so horrible. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's one of those things where you know if you see if you see some of the characters in that game, you know they are the, they're not there of their free will in many cases. So yeah, this would be a case of helping you know helping them escape. But that's a that's that's a, but that's sort of a question you really can't do in GTA Five. You can't go help. You can't help that that the guy who's sitting there in the wife beater and crying because his car won't start. You can't do anything for him. You know, you, right? And and they, you should be able to. That's what I'm yeah. saying. I would like there to be more. So in my case. Well, I'm playing Fallout 4, okay? One of the big things that they have is building settlements. And settlements uh, are places where basically random people who are out, basically they're refugees. They're they're eking out a living in some bombed-out building somewhere. And you make a nice place with walls and things like that, and they're attracted to it to live there. And and they're supposed to make the place better, uh, which they don't, but that's, you know, that's their mods to fix that. But what, you know, one of the things that bothers me is the fact that if you give them a gun or if you give them armor, it doesn't make them any happier. 
it doesn't increase the defense score that you have listed for your settlement. I mean, it's like you're not doing anything. You know, you give them this stuff and, and equip them with it. And they, it's, the truth of the matter is that they started firing at somebody during a battle. You know, the, it, it would keep them from going down. But uh, it, the point is, is that it, this, the game itself doesn't recognize the fact that you've improved them. It doesn't make the uh, people less likely to come and attack these people, seeing that they're armored to the teeth and walking around in power armor. See, you know, that's, to me, that makes no sense at all. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's the, the sort of thing like, yeah, everybody's got power armor and they got these big ass has guns and everything, but they're still unhappy because they don't have clean water. It's like, <laughs> priorities, people, priorities. Yeah. I was getting to that. Yeah, there's, there's, that's, you know, there's that. But here's the one funny thing is that, you know, uh, there's a mod that lets you add puppies to your settlements. Oh, God. And puppies don't add anything to the defense, doesn't add to anything, but it makes everybody happier. The more puppies you give them, the happier they become, to the point in which you can you can actually reach 100% happiness, even though they're living destitute lives, but there's puppies everywhere, and everyone's <laughs> happy. <laughs> yeah, and I remember correctly, wasn't there a, a robot quest in there where you're, going, where you're helping robots? Yes. Yeah, uh, but can you actually invite them to your settlement? Yes. Okay. Uh, was... But they're but they're actually bad for your happiness because robots never get uh, uh, they never uh, they're never they never get happy or sad. They're always at fifty percent happy. Okay. Uh... So what happens is is that the more robots you have in your settlement, the harder it is to get the settlement up to a hundred percent happiness. Yeah, I would. That's something I was. From everything I've seen of those adventures, I, I haven't played, but everything I've seen of those playthroughs, those robots have emotions. Those robots are, are reacting to things. Why the heck can't they get happier? I, you know, I'm not going to disagree with you. Okay, yeah, I'm just saying that life, that's unfortunately so the way that they built these about things. Life. Yes, <laughs> yes, it's like it's like they're all Marvin, the the uh, the, the paranoid no, no. robot. Marvin uh, would would be zero. <laughs> yeah, well, he's but then you got you got the one that uh, the 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 assaultron that's uh, selling uh, goods uh, uh, and 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 by goods I mean uh, weapons and armor over at Good Neighbor. But then you start talking to her and she says, "I'm all woman, can't you tell?" And I'm like, "Am is this a is this a romance quest? I just got tri- I just triggered. <laughs> you know, or is there going to be some you know some uh, lubing up going on?" <laughs> this character i didn't sign on for this and and the sad thing is no it's not uh, it never gets beyond those first couple of so you, uh, never, so you never get to your access port oh well i'm just saying <laughs> more than a couple of sal- salutary salacious <laughs> comments and that's it yeah. i just i think that was so sad and i was surprised that nobody ever you know put a mod in for that you should be able to give stuff. I mean, most yep. games, especially video games, usually, I don't know about you guys, I always end up with a ton of stuff to the point where I'm selling, you know, hundreds of items to the local shopkeeper just to get it out of my inventory. Mm-hmm. Why can't I go and hand those things out to people who probably could use some, you know, I'm in the bad part of town. Here's people being robbed. Why can't I give them guns? Why can't I give them armor? Why can't I give them healing potions? You know? Yeah, I do remember that in EverQuest. I'm there like, okay, yeah, I have all these five or six backpacks with all this extra crap that I picked up. 
Yeah, and it was a pain. Oh, okay, I got to go back into town and sell all this crap to empty things out so I'm not over encumbered and I can get some money. And then, of course, it's all little stuff like, oh, you have this rotten wolf pelt. Thanks a lot. That gets me a copper. You know, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, right. but if you. But in, in games that have crafting, you can actually take some of those minor objects and turn them into something really nice. And then if, if you turn around then and you sell it to a shopkeeper, you get a pittance usually for it. But instead, yeah. if you were to like give it to some, an NPC, that might actually really improve the life of that family. Yeah, I, I'm thinking that Conan Exiles has something like that where you... Well, part of Conan Exiles is getting slaves, too. But... Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I I have a feeling that you can craft thing you you can craft things and hand them out. But I'm also thinking of this thing about giving giving people things. There's the inverse of that too. Uh, it's a mod for Minecraft called Minecraft Comes Alive, and you can give people just about anything. But it's all about getting them to like you then. And it's and it's it's perv- if you want someone to like you, you got to give them something. Well, that and, makes sense. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, but but it's a game where I wish they had some Markov engine or something for it or a mod because my God, they repeat themselves yeah, so yeah. so much. Yeah, that's why I mentioned. That too, <coughs> I really hate yeah, that. But, yeah, yeah. You know, so I mean, you could give people food. You should be able to give them healing. You should be able to give them. I mean, just little stuff like you know, you walk into some of these places. These people don't even have lights. You can hand them a lantern. And then yeah. that light should be shining there thereafter, and and maybe that makes them happier. But I mean, if you have places like um, uh, I want to get away from Fallout, um, the the new is a Kingdom Come. I'm trying to remember where you have like this medieval kingdom. It's constantly having you know incursions of people coming in. You think that you'd be able to go and like give people certain people who are on the the outside the place where they're more likely to attack. Give them stuff, and 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 they would be able to defend themselves better. I mean, I would I would wish that that would be in the game to be able to do that, you know. And then of course it should increase your reputation because you know you're the the, the you know the the local Joe's savior for crying out loud. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, instead of it being just the knights who go back to the castle and and behind you know. Ten foot thick stone walls, nice and safe. You know, you're giving some some chainmail to some poor dude who has to, you know, ride his horse back and forth, you know, with with uh, to market and gets waylaid, you know, by you know uh, by highwaymen. Well, give them a chance to, to defend themselves for once. You oh know, yeah, maybe that get. Maybe that gets them killed because he he, uh, he actually you know because he, he before he just gave it up. He says, "Okay, here's my stuff. You caught me. I don't want to fight you because I'll die." And they're like, "Yeah, I'll just take his stuff and like smack him a couple of times and leave." But because you're now now defend himself, he gets killed. Yeah. He, that could be interesting too. To, to some, mm-hmm. you get that it can rebound in your face. Yeah, I think it's great to do that. Yeah, the game you're talking about is Kingdom Come Deliverance. Yeah, I seen I seen bits of that. It was interesting and also looked a bit infuriating as well, in some cases. All uh, video games are infuriating for the very reasons we're talking about, John. Yeah, it's a, uh, uh, but you know, but getting back to the idea of, uh, of course, 
it will probably, you know, we might get comments saying, and I mentioned this before, I role play in my, I role play in WoW all the time. What do you mean it's not role playing? Well, you're, what you're doing there is you're doing self role playing. It sounds dirty, but you are doing self role playing. <laughs> you are, you and your friends are, are playing characters, but the game really doesn't support it. The game is agnostic to you. Yeah. To what you're trying to do. Yeah. It only cares about certain actions like where you move and 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 mm-hmm. what what powers you activate, but yeah. what you say to each other, it could care less. Yeah. I mean, Pretty I much. see Yeah, I mean, when Red versus Blue came out for for Halo, uh I heard of several people setting up servers where they basically played Red versus Blue. You know, they basically were, you know, playing different characters and they weren't shooting each other all the time. They were more like, you know, on team speak and they had different channels and they would switch between them and basically role play the different factions, the red faction versus the blue faction. And we're, you know, um, improv, you know, basically doing improv, improv, improvisational uh, role playing at that point, you know, they would create, create uh, quests and things for themselves to do. And they would work together, but they still were the engine. Definitely. Halo did not support that whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm fine with metagaming kind of stuff like that. Yeah. You know, it would be really great. If the NPCs would figure it out too, but like yeah. let's say for example you get captured by uh you know mm-hmm. you're in, a, in an MMORG you get captured by some other guys and you say look I'm a really good singer and if you let me go and and with my stuff so I don't die um, I'll sing you a song we'll have a little concert right here I'll pull out mm-hmm. my guitar and and we'll just go and play and they're like huh and you say but if you kill me. I will create a new character, and that character will never sing, <laughs> and 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 they will be lost to the game, and and you and they say, well, let's see your singing, and you actually start playing, you're be like pretty good, you know, and you're like, wow, that's it's pretty good, I, that that's actually worth something. I we'll let you go, yeah, <laughs> or, or or you pull the Caesar gambit, gambit, you know, where uh, how much you ransom me, how much for? <laughs> I'm worth ten times that much. But you know what? We'll we'll get uh, you'll get that money, and I'll come back and kill every one of you. Which is what Caesar did when he was kidnapped by pirates. <laughs> he came back with a, with a fleet and hunted them down and crucified every one of them. But that's another way. But he was but he talked his way out of it by offering them more money, and he got it all back. <laughs> well, Which is okay. Not- which is another way of role playing. I mean, you know, you know, you, you, you as you said, it, it's sometimes you want to play the badass, but yeah, you know, the game kind of may not let you because you can't. Well, you can't trash talk somebody. Which right. Is, most which is, vid- most video games mm-hmm. always reward the positive path, mm-hmm. and yes. the negative path is usually there for the people who just want to play badasses, but they end up always having a, a fairly negative outcome at the end. Mm. But then that goes against a lot of modern modern movies and, and entertainment where the the characters who are like Amos from uh, The Expanse, he's a badass. Yeah, he's probably going to come to a bad end, but you know what? He's a character I would love to be able to play in a video game, but you're never going to get him because the games go, oh, he's a he's psychopath. Yes. Sociopath. Sociopath, thank you. Sociopath. But he's a really specialized, narrow-focused sociopath when it comes down to it. You know, he knows he knows good from bad, and he knows that you gotta protect these people from those people who are just like him. 
<laughs> but you can't really play a character like, like that because you because you'd be killing people out of hand. You know, we, we want to parlay. Sounds like most video games. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You're right. Most people do, most people do the the smart supervillain gambit, which is shoot the shoot the guy once you get him. Uh, but, but but probably you know. But I, I see what you're saying, and it would be great to be able to do that and have the game engine you know realize that you're mm-hmm. taking the uh, the you know uh, taking a different tact. You know, mm-hmm. and re- and reward the various you know the various yeah. ones. You know, I mean, um, you know, you as you say, an influence system that would you mm-hmm. know you 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 do nice things to this guy and everybody else. They they actually have a, like some mini games. They did it in uh, in um, uh, Neverwinter Nights too, where you had to like solve a, a murder mystery or something or do a negotiation, and depending upon. Uh, which choices you made in dialogue, it would make one person like you, but then somebody else would hate your guts because it looked yeah. like you were supporting a view that he he or she really mm-hmm. didn't like. Yeah, kind of like uh, faction rules in in role playing games. Yeah, yeah, and and see yeah. that would really make this this kind of thing a lot richer because you go mm-hmm. up to I mean because you know in, in most games and like do this in movies all the time you know there's the there's the the guy that you go up and punch him in the face he respects you. Yeah. You get the, then there's another guy. You go up, you punch him in the face. He has his guys take you off and throw you, drown you in the in the nearest puddle <laughs> of water. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I think one of the best examples for something like that is kind of with uh, this game, Dragon Age Inquisition. Mm. There are certain there are certain actions that you can do that some party members will go, "Oh yeah, I like that," and other party members will look at you and go. Why the hell did you do that? And the will lose respect for you. And as you go along, um, that'll either open up or close certain options for you, like romance options. Right. Yeah, I thought I liked you, but you know, I'll never, I'll never speak to you again. Yeah. Things like that. You were such a nice guy, but then you kick that puppy all the way to the other side of the world. (laughs) Well, you go all the way over the top in that regard in Fallout 4, where you can Mm -hmm. throw in your, with the DLC, you can throw in your lot with the Raiders, which is everybody's hate person. Yeah, and, and, I mean, and all your and all your your NPCs, most of your NPCs, your your companions are like, I thought I knew you. I can't. Yeah, <laughs> they'll yeah. abandon you except except for a few. They won't. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Get the reputation like Amos sir has from the expanse of okay. Uh, yeah, he's he's deadly and so forth. Never threaten children around him. You will not like Amos when you threaten children around him. You, but you won't like him very long because he'll put a bullet through your head. Yeah. <laughs> very quick about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that can be a reputation. That's a, that's a negative reputation, but it's also a positive one, which means you're the person who's, who's going to protect the children. Well, uh, what it means is <laughs> that you, you, know, you, you learn that there are some behaviors you don't engage in around certain NPCs. And I would love if all NPCs were that rich. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but that's oh, that that requires more than just a Markov script generator, <laughs> right? But yeah. and that and that actually brings me to another one of my points, which is is yeah. that I, you know, in a in a in a tabletop RPG, an NPC can be promoted to a major character, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, Z knows nothing about that, huh, Toshi? <laughs> no, of course not. Right. Here's your coffee, sir. To, oh, my God, I'm a cast member. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. I basically that, got Chief yeah. O'Brien. Yeah. That almost that almost never, except for like companions, that almost yeah. never happens in in, in role playing games. You yeah. Know, you, I mean, there there are there are some scripted NPCs that become like your buddy. Okay, and yeah, that does happen in like games like uh, Mass Effect, mm-hmm. uh, as you said. You know, um, any game that has a companion, usually that happens. But but usually that doesn't happen with just like an average Joe. You know what? One actually, you know, uh, uh, one time it did happen in a kind of a, a weird way was uh, in uh, again that uh, the game uh, uh, Starport Gemini Two. There, you start the game, you run into this guy, and he's like leading a bunch of raiders, but he manages to escape. By the end of the game, he's actually the head of an entire faction. Mm. And, he, and, and and depending upon how you interacted with him early on, he either really likes you or really hates you. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I ran that some of the games. I uh, some of my tabletop games where I run where a, a throwaway character now is a major NPC because the players liked him and they kept talking to him and they kept coming back to him. And geez, now I have to actually come up with stats for the guy because uh, he was basically a, a one-liner. You know, right. you know, but you don't one- usually have the choice of being able to do that. You can't go yeah. and and grab the blacksmith and. And 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 make make him or his son your squire and mm-hmm. uh, and, and take him with you, you know, to do stuff, you know, yeah, uh, or you, or teach or teach him the, the secret of, of of steel, you know, one or the other. Yeah, <laughs> that would be good too. But I'm just yeah. saying, that normally you can't do that. You can't. Yeah. You can't go and and just instill somebody as the head of government. You know, if you just go in and you kill the the evil bad guy and says, yeah, you, you know. Uh, you know, you, you're you're you know, you're uh, you know, head you know not head priest, but you know you're pretty good at, at you know, even a stalwart companion. We're going to make you mm-hmm. king now. Yeah, <laughs> I, and I do know. So, yeah, now I did notice that a little bit in uh, Minecraft story mode. Depending on how you react to certain characters, or whether you decide to go after one person versus another, it has effects later on down the line of, about who your companion is going to be in the final battle. Uh, the, or you know, what's going on? So it, it did, and it does cross the different uh, episodes they had. So you yeah, know, that's a common factor with a lot of the Telltale game. Yeah, because I know what you're talking about. Hope with that. Yeah, yeah, and I do find that rather interesting. That uh, you know, you do something, and it'll be this character will remember that. Yep, and he remember it will have an effect later on in the grand story. Yeah. Uh, does it change the ending? No, sadly not. But it will have an effect in how the story progresses, though. So, right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sky, Skyrim has a mod, which is marry anybody. <clears throat> you can literally go up to anybody in the game and get them to marry you. Assuming, of course, they're not already married. So you go up to a dragon and ask him to marry you. Would it marry you? I don't know. I haven't played that much. <laughs> Usually I'm satisfied with the number of, of companions who want to marry me, you know, besides which is they usually have like more dialogue in a, in a mod like this. Obviously you're just going to get the generic, you know, um, uh, dialogue that you would get, you know, um, and, now, and I, I will point out that doing things for people, little things for people 
can also bite you in the butt vis-a-vis Animal Crossing. Oh, yeah. Good God. (laughs) You want to drown drown Isabel after a while. (laughs) Uh, They all become little needy little things. They always want you doing something for them. And and I need you to do this for me. I need that from you. Give me, you know, give me a flower. Do this, whatever. It's like, ah, oh, there's only one person. See, that makes more sense than a girlfriend mod. You know, yeah, that, I mean, uh, there's a, a girlfriend mod in Fallout New Vegas called Willow, and I swear, it's just like having a real girlfriend. I mean, she's always she's always got something. Can you find uh, find me some pencils? I lost my teddy bear. Can you help me go fight those raiders and get it back? I'm pretty yeah. sure they're the ones who have it. I mean, mm-hmm. there's like a, a laundry in Skyrim. There's a character called uh, uh, a custom character called Vilja, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, she's got like, I'm, I mean, they they just went. Uh, they just uh, an excellent job. I'm I'm trying to say how amazing this is. I mean, it takes forever to get to the end of her quest line because she has so many things that she'd like you to do for her. Mm-hmm. So yeah. she's just boring as a result. You know, there's always something new that that uh, she's yeah. got she's got for you to do with her, and yeah. uh, and I think that's a good thing for a game that you literally can spend hundreds of hours in. Does she have any interesting cutscenes like YouTube dancing or something like that? Or yes, ah. there actually is a dance. I think there actually is a dance. Well, actually. Ah. If, she, if her sister shows up, the two of them jump up on top of tables and start dancing a chick. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I see a lot of the, yeah. So, but yeah, the games like Animal Crossing, that, that, that definitely is not role playing, even though you are playing the role of the city of mayor, but you know, it, it is, uh, it is definitely a resource management game and the resources you are, are things you have to put together. But then you have all these characters, and they all have different personalities, but they also tend to start saying the same things again. As we said, this is a thing. This is a common theme. We'll come back to this. That it'd be nice if 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 uh, uh, Beauregard would say something, say something, call you something other than Salt Lick every time he saw you. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. In, in four when you're building your um, mm-hmm. uh, your settlements. You know, once you've given the, uh, you know, you you can, instead of building the beds, you can just give them sleeping bags. They're happy with that. Mm-hmm. And and no matter how long the game goes, they're still happy with that. They yeah. never go and say, hey, you know, uh, the sleeping bags you gave us are really nice, but, I mean, it's been a year. Could we, like, have some beds? Because, <laughs> of course, my reaction is build them. But, you know, <laughs> they, there's actually some mods out there called um, – um, sell, um, settler templates or something like that. I can't remember where they literally you assign a person a job mm-hmm. and they start building buildings and start doing stuff and your oh. your settlement will actually construct itself around you, which is something that is not available in the base game. In the base game, they just stand over there and pound a hammer against a, a wall and, <laughs> and nothing ever improves. Actually, that'd be a mod I would I would consider, in, if I played the game, it would be a mod I'd consider installing. I mean, I've seen some uh, games that are still in alpha. Uh, there's a, a medieval village um, game where you are basically running a medieval village, but you don't plan. You just simply say, "Here's where the village is. Right. Here's where I here's where I live. Here's where we're going to put a market, and the village grows around it. Right, and it grows it, organically. It, it, 
And that's what you do. You say, okay, this is this is where a house is going to be, and mm -hmm. whether it's going to be a big house, small house. This is a uh, plot uh, um, uh, for mm -hmm. growing vegetables. This is a, a place where they're going to keep animals. Over here is uh, where I want a, um, uh, a a water filtration system to be. Uh, over here is where the generator is going to be, and they'll and and they'll over time. They'll build everything. They'll even string the lights and every if power is available. They'll string power to it and start putting mm -hmm. lights up inside of buildings and lighting things up. And you, at the you know, after enough time goes by, you literally should have a fully functional, you know, settlement, and yeah. uh, without having to actually go through out and making everything yourself, which initially I thought was kind of cool, but very quickly it became enormously tedious. Which is why all my yeah. settlements are like. Uh, yeah. You know, everyone's sleeping in sleeping bags, and uh, I, I make enough pump water purifiers to get enough water for them, and I, I just basically throw out crops all over the place and say, there you go, go yeah. go eat. And, yeah. and and I leave for, you know, and come back every once in a while. Yeah, I've been playtesting a, a mod for Minecraft called Mine Colonies. You're the head of a colony. Uh, the thing is, you are micromanaging things. You are saying, put this building here, put this path here. Uh, I understand why they're not doing it because it's being done by guys who basically are still in college or running the mod. Uh, so they don't really have the time to sit down and do things like auto build things. You have to tell people where to put things. You have to tell them to put the streets, where to put the street lights uh -huh. at that point. You, get, you really get down to micromanaging and then I end up many times going, and she needs another pickaxe. Ah, I gotta go get a pickaxe. I gotta run across town. I wish I'd make this town smaller. See, that's where your gaming has become work. And yeah. that's a problem with a lot of video games mm -hmm. and even uh, even RPGs sometimes is that people make the mistake of saying, well, we're gonna put crafty in the game, but all we really do is we just make people work <laughs> instead of play. There was a, a video game that my old Kung Fu teacher, it was, a, I, I wanna say Star... It was a Star Wars game, not Battleground. It was something else. But basically, you're there having to work to keep the house and keep your stuff in it. And if you didn't work on it, your house and all your stuff would disappear. And Sifu Mark looked at me and he said, that was too much like real life. So I stopped playing the game. And I'm going, yeah, it's like I get away from that by playing these games. I don't want to do it when I turn on my computer. No, I could see where that would be just a pain in the posterior. Now, there are some people, they like the, and I'm not bad-mouthing it, but the nitpicking and the bean counting, they like that. So, yeah, that type of game would appeal, but I would see that as a very small... Was that Galaxies? It might have been it, yeah. Yeah, well, okay. the, I mean, there are games that specifically are designed to be nothing more than crafting and and type games and resource management type games. Yeah, uh, and that's fine. That's if that's what if that's what the game is supposed to be. That's great. Well, it's like all the simulators on Steam. A uh, couple years ago, Habibi told me about Warehouse Simulator. I got it for three dollars. I said. I'll come and pick you up a five-hour round trip. I'll sit you down for a half hour. We'll save you three bucks. That's not how it is, Trav. No, trust me. Warehouse Simulator, yeah, I'm pretty sure I can, you know, kill the thrill on that game real quick. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's what I didn't like about the crafting thing is, is that I didn't mm -hmm. want to have to do a lot of work. I wanted, I was supposed to be the head of the, of the settlement. I should have just been able to give orders. 
couldn't if they didn't build something, there would be a reason. There's not enough steel. There's not enough aluminum. There's you know because mm-hmm. there's a, because you can break down things into their components and use it to make stuff. That doesn't happen except maybe in this mod. You might have to go. You either might have to start saying, okay, we need to take you know six settlers and put them together as a scavenger team. Now we send them out and and they're not available to do other things now. Uh, and they're going to go out and find stuff and come back, and maybe they get killed, maybe they they, they find stuff. I don't, I don't know. Uh, but yeah. the point is that that's what their job is now, and that way to keep the um, uh, to keep the the place in you know in supplies for what you're building. Now, eventually, you may run out of. You may say, okay, we're done. All right, those scavenger teams now you can reassign them to grow crops or something. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, or yeah. maybe you sca- still scavenge, but then you take the stuff and sell it to the various, you know, uh, merchants or whatever. Yeah. So I, I wanted, I, 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 if I'm going to have that kind of stuff in the game, I, I would prefer it to be something more like I could do that. Now, I don't like games where there's crafting, but the only crafting you can do are things that are directly related to your combat proficiency. Yeah. You know, I see like that too in, many games like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like The Last of Us, as far as I know, the only thing he does is make his guns better. Yeah. Okay. Um, I uh, There was crafting in um, uh, Dead Island, but it was always about making better weapons. There was never any crafting like, how about some body armor? No. There's no body armor in, in oh, Dead Mon- Island. Uh, Monster Hunters. It's all about, you know, get your you're other gathering monster bits to make your weapons better so you can get more monster bits to make right. your mo- make your weapons better. You know, that was very very, very secure, you know, it was a, it was a it's a loop and I would after a while, I mean, one thing I noticed about a lot of these videos about certain games, they only run for a little while then they stop. Why? Because the people playing them realize I'm doing the same thing over and over again. There's only so many different ways I can kill a monster that's different. <laughs> right. Yeah, and and then again, if you can't give any stuff to anybody else except yourself, mm-hmm. then there's, you know, then there's unless it's yeah. something that benefits you, um, yeah. there's no point in crafting it. Yeah, I don't think I think I don't think Monster Hunter even <laughs> let you trade weapons. I think mean, it was all yours, and you couldn't actually tra- you couldn't trade to another player. Here, I made this wonderful hammer that, that cracks heads. I'm making a new one. Here's yeah, you can have my old one. You can't do that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure if you can do that in the. Most recent one because Monster Hunter is a series that I never really got into. Yeah. But I know that uh, one of my friends, Pro Jared, is a real big fan of Monster Hunter. I don't recall if he ever said anything about uh, weapon trading or bit trading or anything like that. Yeah. I don't think that's kind of part of the game. And on that kind of same subject, I am very curious about how. Fallout 76 is going to be when that comes out in November. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm some... sure it's going to be an awful lot like Fallout 4 as far as the mechanics are concerned. Yeah, but it's you know it's an open world world online multiplayer. No NPCs at all. Well, a lot of the quests and uh, world building is in the form of robots recordings, terminals, all that that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. so you you so you can be from different uh, different vaults then. 
Yeah, you're probably still, you're still pulling coming out of Vault seventy six, but it's the idea of that if you see another human, that is another human player. Yeah, or, but it's it's rare because there's only like twenty of them per instance. Yeah, so it's oh, it's going to be the sort of thing that it's going to be very interesting to see how it all works out. Yeah, it's a way. really huge area. And so unless somebody is griefing on you, uh, it's unlikely that you're going to run into anybody very often who yeah. isn't like an NPC. Uh, can you, we, uh, I'll be curious if you can go back into the vault and get stuff from there or even salvage bits of the vault. Oh, sure. I'm it. sure you can initially do that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I mean, maybe not, you know, because yeah. the whole point of it is to leave the vault. So. That's true. But the vault Or maybe safe. it's the sort of thing of just like, yes, it's reclamation day here. Here's your vault suit. Here's your pit boy. Now get the get the hell out of here. Yeah, but I mean, you look around the place and you see all those balloons, and you know that's plastic, and you know that's a resource. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. And, and all those railings—they're they're, they're hollow. They're pipes. You know. <laughs> well, that might that that the game probably won't let you do. But you know, uh, any object that you can pick up can be broke and fall out. Can usually be broken down into yeah. constituent parts, unless it's a quest item. Yeah, you know? yeah. Yeah, it, it, it sounds like with just twenty people uh, in a large area. When you say a large area, uh, you're talking about what twenty miles, hundred miles? About bigger than like for world. Yeah, hundred uh, miles. Yeah, uh, seventy six is going to have a open world four times the size of Fallout Four. It's basically West Virginia, pretty okay. much. All right, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm just I'm just used to worlds like in Minecraft where theoretically, well, Minecraft is ridiculously large. <laughs> yeah, it's lar- it's larger than our solar system and a couple more combined. Yeah, yeah, it's a couple true. parsecs wide. <laughs> uh, but no one ever goes much more than uh, except for one guy who decided to go travel to the edge, and he's been doing it for the past ever since it was released. Uh, he's been and he's been updating his world and doing it. And he's been traveling to the edge. He hasn't gotten it to yet to it yet, but he's been you know he's been he's done a video series on it for years, and you can see how far he's gotten that day. Uh, but yeah, it's you're right. It's ridiculous, but most people don't go much more than five thousand. If you're on a server, servers are usually re- restricted to about anywhere from. 10 to 20 kilometers in, in radius. So it, it, they're not very big, but they still feel big when you're playing on them. You know, I, I would love to see uh, someone come up with a piece of hardware that does nothing but social social interactions. It has to be a hardware solution because that's the only way you can do it fast. Software is never fast. You need something that can actually serve, you know, like, like a math processor. You would need a social engine to run John, and do things. John, you realize anything that you say is hardware is just software in, 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 the, in the second or third generation after that. Yeah, yeah, but still. Yeah. So we, get, we don't have to talk about how, how it gets executed, but you want a more social thing like we were talking about, being able to just mm-hmm. you know have a natural language response to anybody that you talk to. Be able to just walk down the street and feel like you're walking down the street and not walking down a set. Because that right now it's walking down a set, <laughs> you know, and there's the and there's all the extras walking around going rutabaga, rutabaga, so you can't understand what they're saying, you know. 
and yeah, it doesn't. It's not like you know walking down a real street and running to people and having different reactions when you say hi. You know, okay. who's that strange man with a hat talking uh, to me? <laughs> how about uh, you, Z? What's what? What is it that's not currently in in video RPGs that you really wish was there? Uh, I think I did agree with uh, John about the whole whole idea of you know building up the reputation in smaller increments as opposed to having to do something big in order to gain reputation. Okay. As far as anything other than that, I'm not really thinking of anything right off the top of my head. All right. Um, I wish that all game worlds were made out of completely destructible items. Uh, so that I mean, they could be they could be resistant, destructible, but still destructible. So that I could decide to go in a different route uh, toward completing a quest than what the game designers want me to go. Um, and and you do your wish has been granted in games like Astroneer and No Man's Sky. You can, if you are patient enough, dig a hole through the planet. <laughs> well, great. Glad to know that. But I, I you know, because and as far as example, absolutely like, destroying stuff, uh, there's the red faction games. Right. Well, I'm just saying, in, in games like where, the, where there's like stealth and things like that, almost always you still end up being sneakily walking down, a, sneaking down a corridor instead of you know going through the you know uh, ch- you choosing to go through the ventilation shaft or choosing to ra- rappel down the outside of a building and go through a window you know because that's what you choose to do uh, the closest you get to it is actually in some ways in fallout if you have a jetpack because there's a, a couple of buildings where you have these outside elevators that you can go up and down in them. Uh, mm-hmm. But of course, that that's the great set pieces for for uh, super mutants to fire at you. You know, who yeah. always respawn. But just to be able to say, hey, I, you know, this entire building is 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 basically um, accessible. So I could like take a jetpack and I could fly over to this level and enter the building there and proceed through the building from that point, rather than starting at the bottom and working my way up. Um, the way that designers may have thought that I should be doing it. I would like to be able to have that and and, and avoid maybe, you know, a a hundred guys that I have to fight through and use up my bullets and resources. Again, I don't gain the experience, of course, because I didn't defeat them. But, I mean, at least it's a choice I could make. Yeah, I'm thinking of games like Assassin's Creed. You do... Excuse me. Get that, but but then I realize with Assassin's Creed, you're following a path, and that path does let you go different routes. But it's a path that was put in discreetly. But then I remembered PUBG, and Fortnite, and Cuisine Royale, where you have buildings that you can go in and go in out. I don't think they're destructible though. Sadly, you can't blow holes in them. But yeah, but you can. Okay, that's right. Fortnite, you can. So Fortnite, you can, but you destroy an entire wall, and it's not just a window. That's the, right. that's one of the problems. Yeah. It's also got uh, crafting in it too, where you can build things. But, but it does you know you can get some of that, but 
because of the way the game is being a, you can't sneak because you got you got the wall of death coming up behind you and it's shoving you to the center of the map. So you end up with that little mechanic, you know, preventing you from being. I'm going to take ten minutes to go from here to there. Uh, okay, that, well let's let's stick with what I was saying though, John. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I, mean, I would like, like I would like the the map the game to be have more destructible items, especially in regards to moving around the map in the in in uh, in the goal of achieving whatever quest I'm trying to do. Yeah, I mean I've seen many people in GTA Five go through light poles like they're like they're made of plastic and then hit a a, a fence post or a tree stump and stop like they hit a yeah, wall. Yeah, I noticed that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, in Fallout 4, you, you could drop a grenade on, on uh, right outside of a, of, a, of a wood wall and it will never, it never blast through it. You're invulnerable on the other side. What was that, Z? I was just saying as far as the whole thing with GTA 5. Been there, done that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Especially anybody? when you're on a bike. Okay. Is anybody yeah. else did, didn't get to go? Trent. All right. Okay. Well, then thanks, everybody, for listening to us on our premiere uh, new podcast. We hope to bring you more ideas about how to uh, to improve your game, whatever that game may be, and how to go further than, you've, uh, than the game may allow you to do through the use of mods and and other types of things that people more creative people than me in some cases are going to be able to do. We're going to try to bring that to you. We're hoping that you will find this to be a big increase because we're going to be able we're going to be talking about lots and lots of different games and lots and lots of different topics that we weren't covering before. So we hope you like the new format. We hope you like the new uh, vision for the uh, the podcast and we hope to see you again next week. But until then, this is Bruce Sheffer saying there are a million, million worlds out there, so go explore them. And this is Trav. There's a reason why it's called gaming. It's for having fun. Gaming on the Frontier podcast is wholly owned by its hosts. It is released under the Creative Commons 3.0 license. No commercial reproduction and any use of any element of the podcast must be attributed to the Gaming on the Frontier podcast. Hi, this is Trav from the Travcast. Listen to me Tuesday nights, 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern on listen.dementiaradio.org, colon 8027.